Hey guys, and welcome to the Supernal Podcast with your host, me, Amber Dogar. Um, I guess first, like, a bit about me is, um, I'm Amber. I am 20 years old, and I just recently moved to Toronto all by myself. Um, it's been great so far, honestly, I love it here. Um, I guess kind of a quick backstory on why I'm doing this podcast is first off if you know me you know that I am an extreme chatterbox I have a lot to say and not always anyone who wants to listen uh so why not have kind of a void that I can talk to and hopefully there's some people out there who relate um not really the focal point of this episode but just like a quick backstory on these kind of topics that I'm going to be focusing on is that um I was in a relationship for four years that was emotionally mentally physically and financially abusive and I'm kind of navigating the world after that now and kind of reflecting on um kind of the trauma um of that relationship and how I've changed, how I've grown, how maybe there's things that aren't so great about it, um, bad habits that I've picked up, things like that. Um, but it's been hard because I feel like mostly in my life are people who have been in bad relationships before, but not necessarily to that extent. And so, yeah, maybe there's some people out there who feel the same or have had a similar experience but I don't feel the need to really talk too much about that relationship anymore it's just more so um the after effects and like me now just a quick side note I am just recovering from COVID so I'm sorry if I sound a little funky but um here we go so my first kind of point here I guess is kind of the main point that I want to focus on is how my perspective on dating has changed since leaving that relationship in the past year so we're just gonna dive right in let's do it so first I was an extremely anxiously attached person to the point where I felt so codependent I couldn't function without this person Um, If this person was stonewalling me or not answering their phone, not texting back, it was the end of the world for me. Like, literally felt like I was going to fall apart. And now I kind of find myself more on the avoidant side. And I don't think it's like a dramatic, like, oh, I'm completely, um, like, entirely avoidant now. I think it's more just so like an anxious avoidant if that's a thing maybe someone can fact check me maybe I should have googled that before I said it but that's the best way I could describe it is I still have those anxious attachment tendencies but more with an avoidant in the background telling me like no don't get too close like don't fall for these games like this and that even if there's genuinely someone just trying to be nice or with good intentions or just trying to get to know me um In a way, I think it's a way of protecting myself, but 
it still isn't a secure attachment style, but I do think it's one step closer. Um, because I think if I didn't leave that past relationship, I would still be anxiously attached entirely. So it's one step closer and that's all that matters, but we're getting there. Another point that I have is that I want to experience something healthy. I want a healthy relationship. Um, but then on the other hand, I am entirely scared to connect with anyone. Um, even I find with friends now, cause like moving to Toronto by myself, like I have to meet new people. Like I need to build a friend group out here. I need to have good relationships out here. Um, I don't have any family out here or anything. So, um, it's kind of my, like on me to kind of build relationships and like, I don't have any mutual friends, things like that. So I've noticed definitely when it comes to all types of relationships, not just romantically, that I am scared to connect with anyone. But I do, like I said, on the other hand, want to connect with people in a healthy way. So it's kind of like this back and forth constantly in my mind, like um, protecting myself. But also then it stops me from even trying sometimes and I just get stuck on those thoughts and give up um which isn't a good thing but then again I can totally see how this all comes down to a way of protecting myself again yeah it's like positive when it's not extreme when I find myself ruminating on why I'm so scared to connect with anyone then I know it's becoming paralyzing and I'm isolating myself and I need to get out of my comfort zone and just go out with someone even if I never talk to them again. Just get out there, give it a try. What's the worst that could happen? And I do. I have, I've met up with friends, um, like new friends that I just pushed myself to be like, okay, just ask her to hang out. Like, let's go do something even if I feel like I don't want to, then usually at the end of it, I feel really good coming out of it. Um, yeah, same with first dates is I'll be like, you know what, just give it a try. But there are some days that I'm like, no, can't do it. Like just cancel plans, forget about it. Um, I'm too scared kind of thing. So the next point I have is this is like, I think the most positive thing that has come out of this. Um, is I am very picky with who is worth my time. And I think maybe people who have always kind of had a healthy idea of relationships and self-worth are probably like, "Mm, what do you mean? I thought that most people just only give the time of day to people who are worth the time. And unfortunately, that's not the case for me. Um, I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt. I give them a million chances. Um, yeah, I am too forgiving in many ways. And I think I've learned that you can forgive someone, but they, they can, they can change their behavior 
elsewhere like if someone apologizes to you for something it's like okay great I still don't want you in my life but I hope that um with the new people in your life you work on these things just not with me and that's definitely something I've learned that kind of falls into like my my capability of setting boundaries that I've also developed but yeah just kind of like evaluating people based on is this person worth my time and I feel like that sounds so mean but at the same time um I have to love myself enough to not be draining myself and giving myself to people who don't appreciate my time or aren't treating me um like I deserve or seeing my worth um so yeah I think I've just been really picky like if I get a weird vibe on someone I'm like you know what I just won't talk to them anymore um so yeah I I'm sure you could take that in a bad way (laughs) or a good way but I think that's a pretty good thing in protecting my overall circle of um relationships and who I have in my life okay The next one's kind of weird, but I feel like there's lots of girls that will agree with me is I get the ick when it comes to guys that are the same age as me. And I know it sounds so weird, but I am at a very different stage in life compared to most 20 year olds. Like I graduated university. I went through an abusive relationship um, that was more than most 20 year olds have been through. Um, I've traveled by myself for a month. I have lived on my own for coming up a year now. I moved cities by myself. I just feel like I don't fit into the 20 year olds of partying and university and frats and sororities and all that stuff and that's not to say those things aren't great because I would have loved to have a sorority and like met lots of girlfriends whatever but that's just not my path and that's just not where I'm at I mean it's just such a different level of maturity in many ways and not to like put myself above anyone it's just like a different experience like I'm sure there's people who have had way more life experience than me that are the same age but I just don't relate to most people my age like I found most of my friends are a lot older um and I feel like that's also a good thing because I kind of always feel like I've got like mentors and I can always ask for advice and I've never had anything negative come out of that but when it comes to guys my age I just instantly get the ick like I can't um it's almost like I want a guy it doesn't even have to do with age I guess I just want a guy who has kind of recognized their spiritual awakening if you want to call it that um kind of like a level of self-awareness or um on their healing journey if that makes sense like they know their traumas and they're working on it type of thing like I don't want to be the person that is healing you um that's that's most of 
what caused a lot of problems in my past relationship was I was mothering and I was trying to open this person's eyes to things that they clearly needed to heal but they weren't ready to recognize those things and that's never fun so I just want a guy who's like very self-aware and I feel like that's not the easiest thing to find (laughs) at the age of 20 so yeah but I guess in the future um or whoever I'm looking for I guess they um if they are more self-aware then I don't feel like I have to make them self-aware I don't feel like I have to constantly um kind of bombard them with like okay like you're saying this to me because this happened in your past and fill in the blanks and whatever but um if they can acknowledge those things on their own and they're actively working on them then that's great but like and I don't mind giving reminders if someone needs support or whatever but I don't want to be the person to like fix you per se um that's just exhausting I gotta fix myself already let alone someone else okay so next I've noticed I'm stuck in this fear And I guess it kind of relates back to what I was saying about, like, fear of, like, wanting something healthy but not wanting to connect to anyone. But it's, like, a fear of something not being real. So, or deep enough, I guess you could say. Um, In my past relationship, I was very much in love, very much invested. Um, And... Although he won't admit it, I do think it was very one-sided. I don't think he felt that deeply for me. I don't think, um, I don't think the feelings were mutual. I don't, or at least the ability to show the effort of those emotions. I don't think he knew how to show it. But then I always think, you know, we've seen it all over TikTok. If he wanted to, he would. And sometimes I think like, yeah, it's that simple. But I find myself giving this guy excuses and I'm not going to go into that. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, if he wanted to, he would. And I just have this fear of completely being in love with somebody Um and them convincing me they feel the same when they don't and that's just from past experience I think I think lots of people have that fear but I think mine's a little extreme just because that's how I felt coming out of that relationship looking back on everything the way he dealt with things ending it just seemed like none of it was real and that I had kind of been stabbed in the back and like I was blindsided by a lot of things and I think he knew how in love I was with him and kind of used those things um against me like he knew I would do anything for him etc but yeah just a fear of um not having something genuine I guess is the right way to say it okay so now I want to get into the talking stage so I'm talking 
mostly dating apps like before even meeting a person like that kind of talking stage (laughs) um of which if you've been on a dating app you know is honestly horrific um I don't think it gets much worse than this I'm sure there's lots of amazing other ways to meet people but when you are a 20 year old who works in a job that's very isolating lives alone um and there's a lockdown in Ontario right now uh dating apps are kind of the only way right now I mean hopefully when I make more friends and get out again when this lockdown ends I can meet more people through mutuals and all that but for now dating apps are my only option let's get back to the talking stage so um basically on dating apps even just swiping through people i just feel so unattracted to everyone i'm sorry all you fellow torontonian hinge users for saying it but i feel so unattracted i don't feel like i can connect with anyone properly over the app i can't feel their energy and i'm very sensitive to energy and i'm sure some people are gonna laugh at that and whatever but i think because of what I've been through in my past and not just my past romantic relationship but growing up in junior high high school having been bullied and having a lot of that bullying come from people who were closest to me um I learned to pick up on people's energy really fast and decide um whether I need to feel anxious around them or whether I can feel safe and when you're on a dating app, you cannot feel those things. You cannot tell. I guess you can kind of read someone's vibe by like what they wear, the language that they use, things like that. But their overall like aura, <laughs> you can't feel. Like you can't tell. Um, the next thing is the boring and awkward conversations. I'm sure you guys have seen all those TikToks that are like, oh, when you've been with someone for four years and now you're back to asking someone what their favorite color is. Like, it just, it's boring and we all know it, but we all have to do it because um, how else are we going to start talking to people? Because the people who do jump in too fast are the ones that come off as creepy and whatever. So sometimes you got to go through the boring and awkward stages to get to know someone um the next thing is i guess another part of protecting myself but um can be a bad thing sometimes too is i am constantly seeking red flags and if there aren't any red flags that in itself is a red flag like i will find absolutely anything um that is a red flag and sometimes that's helpful because sometimes you know the vibe's not right and I'm like you know what Mm, I'm just not going to talk to this person I'm not going to swipe on this person whatever um I mean it saved my ass in a few things before like um when guys don't ask me out on a date but they ask just to like hang out that's an instant red flag like 
cut off and sometimes I start questioning myself I'm like oh my god was that overreacting is that actually not a red flag did he genuinely just want to meet me and then I'm like no if if a guy wants to take me out he can ask me on a date like it's not that hard so I do have to kind of bring myself to a line of like reality I guess because I do question like I question myself a lot and I'm like is this the right thing is that the right thing um am I in the wrong are they in the wrong like I I never know and I constantly um I guess just don't have confidence in my own decisions and I feel bad when I like turn someone down and then they make me question my decision um and I'm sure sometimes I am overreacting or whatever you want to call it but I think that's also just (laughs) me again not being confident in my own decisions um but yeah constantly seeking red flags do that what you will I think it can be a good thing but when it gets to a point where like you literally cannot have a good time with anyone because you're finding any reason why they could hurt you or why they're a horrible person, then you're kind of fucked, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah. My last point, again, is me being absolutely avoidant. Um, sometimes I'll even talk to people for, like, I wouldn't say I talk to anyone, like, just texting, like, more than a week. Um, by then I usually know if it's worth talking to them or not, or like you both just, um, ghost each other like unintentionally, (laughs) but sometimes I'll be talking to someone and then when it actually comes down to them asking me out, I just never reply. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I just don't feel like it and sometimes it scares me and I'm like, you know what? I'm not in the right mindset for this. And then I kind of feel like an asshole, but at the same time, do you really want to go out with me when I am freaking out and not even sure if I want to meet you? Like, you can probably find a girl who actually really wants to go out with you, and that's just not me in this moment. Um, So I see it that way. I don't see it as like I'm missing out or whatever. Um, I think that there's someone for everyone and sometimes I am straight up about it. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? I just don't want to, sorry. And obviously in a nicer way than that, but, (laughs) um, I, yeah, sometimes if it's just too much, I just will never say anything ever again. So if I ever did that to you on Hinge, um, just know that I know that I did it. So yeah okay the next little part I want to touch on here is when it comes down to actually going on first dates um and the reason I say first dates is because I have not actually made it to a second date yet um if that doesn't surprise you already considering how avoidant I've expressed I am uh at this point in time um okay so I've noticed that on these first dates, maybe I just, maybe this is just a me thing, but guys always, always, always ask me about past relationships, but I never ask them. Like, 
I don't want to know. I don't need to know. It's a first date. It's kind of irrelevant. Like, unless, like, you broke up with someone that morning. I mean, that would be a terrible first date. But, um, yeah, I just think it's not something I want to talk about on a first date, especially because it's such a large topic for me. Um, and I don't really want to go into my trauma, uh, on a first date. So like the most I'll say is I dated someone for four years. That was my only ever relationship. Uh, yeah. And sometimes I'll let them know when it ended. So they're not like, oh, this, she just wants a rebound, like whatever. No, it's been a while. (laughs) We're past that. But, um, yeah, I think it's just a topic I don't need to talk about on a first date. And for some reason, a lot of guys just need to know. Um, okay, this is another thing on a first date that I find really awkward is I don't like anyone touching me. Like, I feel so awkward, like, and I can tell that the guy feels awkward about it too because my body language is, like, uncomfortable, you know? Like, I'm like, do they want to, like, like, touch my arm or something? Like, I don't know. Like, even a guy putting their arm around me, I'm like, oh, this is kind of weird. Like, I don't know. Just so awkward. Um, same with, like, the awkward goodbyes. Like, it's like, okay, like, had fun, like, bye. And then there's always that awkward, like, are we gonna hug? Are we gonna kiss? Are we not gonna do either? Am I just gonna awkwardly say bye until we both just walk away? Like, I don't know. Like, does anyone know that awkward moment where you're both just kind of, like, looking at each other, like, okay, bye? Or am I just that awkward? Like, honestly, I don't know at this point. But, (laughs) yeah, I'm just the worst. Because, like, I feel like I don't want to kiss someone until I'm, like, absolutely at the point where, like, oh, my God, I'm so attracted to this person. I need to kiss them, like, now. But if I don't feel that way, like, what's people say? They say, if it's not a hell yeah, then it's a hell no. So, I know it's just a kiss. And I know that there are many girls out there who don't care that much. And, like, I wish I could be like that. But to me, everything is, like, such a big deal. Like, if a guy were to hold my hand, I'd probably have a heart attack. Um, I don't know. That's just where I'm at. But, um, yeah. I feel like I would just rather not kiss, like, at all on a first date. And then maybe see if they're, if I ever get to a second date, then I'll see how I feel about them, and if I want to, but I feel like a first date, it's hard to judge, like, do I want to, I don't know, unless I just haven't met the right person yet, maybe when you meet the right person, you'll be like, yeah, I want to, I don't know, um, maybe you guys can tell me your experiences with that, because, um, I don't know, I guess, okay, I'll ask you guys the question, you can, um, dm me or comment on instagram um to kiss or not to kiss on a first date and when should you kiss on a first date and when should you not um let's just do that okay um so and i'll have the link to my instagram in this podcast so you guys can go and do that um because i'd love i'd love some advice on this honestly um the next point i have is on a first date, uh, 
I will feel good about it in the moment. But then after like getting home or like leaving them, um, I feel horrible about it. I'm like picking through not even the reasons of like why I was weird on the date or any of that, but like, because I've kind of changed my perspective on dates. So like, okay, I don't care so much what they think about me. I'm more there to decide if I like them, which I think is like a really positive perspective because then I don't feel so insecure and like I'm trying to prove myself or any of that. I can just be myself and be like, hey, do I like this person? Um, but it's more so like I'll feel good in the moment on the date and then after I'll be like picking apart like everything they did until it gives me the ick. Like I'll literally be like, oh, why did they do that? That was awkward. Like mm, until I talk myself out of liking this person like that I don't even want to talk to them again (laughs) and then honestly they probably pick up that vibe and that's probably why I never get a second date because I have been asked on many second dates but it seems that whenever it comes down to the second date um it always gets canceled and not by me so (laughs) I think after the first date I just give off that vibe though like I'm not interested at all um so that's something for me to work on um but I guess if I'm not interested I'm not interested but at the same time then I'm questioning myself like okay am I not interested or did I just talk myself in a circle um because I am scared (laughs) to get to know anyone or open up or be vulnerable I also overthink any toxic habits this person could have which I think is like can be a good thing but also like I can't just assume everyone is like my ex, even though I feel like I probably attract a lot of people who are, but I feel like I can always tell when they're like my ex, like I won't even give them the time of day. I won't even go out with them. Like if they DM me or something on Instagram, I instantly am like, "Mm, no. So I don't know. But, like, if it's on a dating app and someone kind of reminds me of my ex, like, body language, vibes, things like that, same interests and all that, I will not swipe on them. So, maybe that's, I don't know. I don't know, honestly. I just pick out anything bad about anyone, even if it's not true. I make it up in my head. I overthink myself into thinking, like, oh, they were too nice to me, like, could that be a road to love bombing, and then I'm like, no, maybe they were just a nice person, like, sometimes I think we look too deep into all the psychological things, like, um, believe me, after my relationship, I went through all the therapy, I am still in therapy, and I know everything about everything about narcissists, and toxic relationships, and abuse, and, victims of abuse and the reason I was a victim of abuse things like that but I still think that sometimes we look too deep into it and that for a moment maybe I'll go into this on like a different episode but just like quickly like looking into all those things for a moment in time definitely fucked me up a little bit like to the point where I was overanalyzing everything anyone ever says to me and like I've explained in this podcast so far I kind of still do but not to the point where I used to where I literally used to like my friends would be texting me and I'd be like oh that's gaslighting like that's stonewalling like no sometimes people like it's not that deep sometimes people actually do have their reasons 
so I had to kind of like separate those kind of ideas and learn to identify an abusive person versus like someone who actually has their reasons and like they're not being abusive towards you maybe they just couldn't reply right away and they left you on red by accident like things like that you know and I think because I overanalyzed everything I was just like stuck in an isolated like loop of just like calling everyone out feeling like everyone's out to get me like things like that so this is kind of like a habit that's attached to that kind of perspective I think is the picking a part of everybody um so I'm kind of trying to leave that behind so the last kind of thing I want to touch on is um a quote that I see everywhere and it couldn't be more true And I think this applies to people who, like, even if they've just been in, like, a crappy relationship, not necessarily an abusive one, like, you can relate to, is, like, the most challenging relationship is the healthy one after a toxic one. And I think, in a way, this quote has helped me a lot, because when you're used to toxic cycles and abuse and um, you have habits from those things you need someone that's going to be patient enough with you to unlearn those things. And sometimes you can't unlearn those things by yourself. And I mean, like, I am very good on my own now. I like being on my own. But if I were to be in a relationship, there are just some things that you have to practice in a relationship. I can't practice by myself. So, Like, for example, when I was super anxious, I needed, like, constant reassurance. And I don't now because I'm alone, so I don't need reassurance that someone's still in love with me or something like that because I'm not with anyone. But there are things I can work on by myself to an extent, like my self-assurance and my um, confidence. But when it comes to being with someone, obviously those things are going to creep up again. So you just like need someone that's patient enough to understand, but also you have to really catch yourself on those things and you can't just like blame other people for like, oh, that's why I am the way I am. Like, no, like you actually got to work on it and you need someone that can support you in that. And I think that's why it is going to be like the hardest relationship if I ever get into one again. But I think on the other hand, that quote has scared me out of trying to find a relationship or allowing someone into my life um I feel like I believe in manifestation and there's a difference between sitting down and like literally manifesting something like writing your affirmations things like that and then manifesting things out of your daily thoughts and how you talk to yourself and how you view things so I could sit down and manifest the perfect boyfriend manifest the perfect life but if in the back of my head or every day I'm telling myself I'm not good enough things like that then obviously it's not gonna come to me if I'm telling myself every day to be scared to connect with somebody then I'm manifesting that I am manifesting that I will be scared to connect with somebody and I will be in that state 
when I meet people because I I keep telling myself every day so it's just kind of like I do think that subconscious manifestation is stronger than sitting down and like writing things and obviously sitting down writing things doing your affirmations meditating and focusing on the things you want and all that like I think it helps change your perspective but if in the back of your mind those thoughts are still there you're still subconsciously manifesting it so um I feel like that's where I'm at I feel like it's like I know I want something healthy but in the back of my mind I still have all of these negative thought cycles and patterns and I'm in the process of getting out of them they're way better than they used to be and I think I'm getting one step closer every day yeah I just think that quote if you're also out of a toxic or abusive relationship and you're wondering why it's so hard for you to connect with people now I think that's um kind of reassuring that it is going to be tough and no one said it's going to be easy and you would think nothing is harder than (laughs) an abusive relationship or a toxic relationship but coming out of that comfort zone is where it's hard so i have been reading this book the highly sensitive person's guide to dealing with toxic people and i really love it so far i think it's because it's written by someone who is also a highly sensitive person um but i just recently like realized like i'm sure there's lots of other people who've been in abusive or toxic relationships who get that feeling where you're like I'm never going to feel something that passionate and that deep and that um, intense ever again. Like, I will never have that kind of feeling for someone again. And it sounds horrible because you're like, why would I feel so intensely for someone that's so toxic? But in this book it explains why like it's all about the chemical reactions of those toxic cycles and maybe i'll go into more of it in another episode but just like kind it kind of reassures me like because i was worried i was like oh my god like i'm never gonna feel that way for someone again and even though it was so toxic like that was like the most real love i've i've ever felt for someone and it's true like a normal healthy person who is not highly sensitive and is not in a toxic relationship they will never feel something scientifically that intense and that addictive and that deep and it's like there there's only so many of us who have felt that way and i guess the people who haven't felt it are actually the lucky ones But it's kind of reassuring because I keep telling myself I'm never going to feel like that again. But then I'm like, oh, wait, like healthy, safe, sane love is not supposed to feel like that. So that's kind of like my food for thought at the end of this episode here. And just to say again, the most challenging relationship is a healthy one after a toxic one. So I hope you guys enjoyed. I don't even know how long it's been now. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed my first episode honestly this is kind of scary i am setting myself a new year's resolution to start things and actually stick to them 
because I have been struggling a little bit with my confidence and I will easily give up on things if I feel like someone's opinion um, doesn't match with mine or someone thinks what I'm doing is stupid or whatever. If I get one negative comment, then I give up and that's not what I want to do for 2022. So this is terrifying, but it's something I've wanted to do. So here I am giving it a try. Thank you if you made it all the way through this episode or even listened to a little part of it. Um, I look forward to seeing you guys on episode two. And don't forget to follow the podcast and follow the Instagram. I will have it linked below. Um, and I can't wait to talk to you guys again. Bye.